Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. How long are buyers going to be forced to deal with elevated levels of interest rates? In this episode, we are talking to the number one BMO mortgage specialist, Mikhail Ferreira, about what is going on with interest rates, why are they elevated, and on top of that, we're going to discuss the top five most asked questions when it comes to interest rates, including you know question number four and question number five in this interview. You're definitely going to want to hang around to understand as we talk about is there panic selling? Is there debt restructuring? What's going on with mortgage originations? Are we seeing new business or are people going to hold out? for the fall market. So in this episode, we're going to cover a whole lot of stuff here that you guys have been asking over the last couple of weeks. Um, And before we get started, if you guys find this episode or any of our episodes for that matter of value, all we ask is that you share it with another cool and interesting person just like yourself. Anyhow, with that being said, Mikhail, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be back. Yeah, so uh, Dan's on vacation, so it's just you and me this time. Um, uh, but before we kind of get into these questions and, and start talking about uh, interest rates and inflation, uh, we did get news this morning that the inflation rate has gone up from 2.8% to 3.3%, a rise of half a percent. Uh, I don't know if it was entirely... Uh, you know, news in that respect, the last sort of um, rate hike announcement, they did talk about this potentially happening. So, you know, and when you look at the base effects of, of inflation, without a doubt, it could happen. Um, and, and so I just want to touch on some of the CBC articles um, that came out, uh, just because to add some context to our conversation. So, Knowing that that's gone up, grocery prices are still up well over 8%. I did read in the fine print, though, that grapes have fallen by 40%. So there's <laughs> at least that matters. Um, however, at the end of the article, we did read that the cost of mortgages are up 30.6% year over year. So a pretty, uh, a pretty tremendous rise in the cost of mortgages. That's not news. Um, but I think what people want to talk about, and uh, Mikhail, maybe you can start shedding some light on this, is that rates, you know, for the last while now, uh, at least the last six to eight months have been elevated. And everything that we're hearing about is that rates are likely going to stay elevated, especially when you take a look at what's happened now with inflation having risen again. Um, do you think the Bank of Canada is going to keep rates higher for longer? Uh, or do you think a rate cuts around the corner? What are, what are you hearing in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the catchphrase of uh, the, the, you know, the last few months has been higher for longer, right? And I think Bank of Canada has to be very careful about how they go about cutting rates because it's like, you know, the demand hasn't decreased in fact, it's it's massively increased. I mean, immigration is on the rise, and uh, you know, the minute that there is some softening uh, in rates, I, I feel like there's going to be this avalanche of people just getting in the market. So, you know, they're going to be very aware of that, and I, I think when we do see cuts, they're going to be slow. 
Um, but you know, anything can change. And, and the one thing that, you know, I've learned over the past year is that, you know, everything we think we know, we don't. And, you know, the, you know, we, you know, we were told by bank of Canada that rates would stay low until end of 2023. And now they're telling us that rates will stay high until middle of 2025. So, you know, take everything with a grain of salt. Now, I do believe that we will see some rate cuts potentially towards the end of the year. Um, it really just is going to depend on, uh, you know, how inflation and employment numbers uh, roll in. But uh, I, I think the logical assumption these days is, you know, assume that not much will happen till the middle or to the end of next year. Yeah, I, I think I largely agree with that just based on, on what I'm seeing. But, you know, to, to speak to your uh, population points and, and the demand side of things. It's funny because in our last episode, uh, Dan asked me a question about whether supply would remain low forever in Vancouver and, uh, and what would cause a, a good price drop in order for that to take place. And I said that, you know, you know, we would need a tremendous amount of supply to come into the market all at once because <laughs> the moment that rates begin to drop, buyers are going to come off the sidelines and they're going to come off in droves as the rates continue to get lower. So you're kind of dealt with this scenario, right? Do we pay with, you know, do we get a mortgage now? Do we buy a place now, get the home we want, but we're paying a higher rate, you know, or do we compete with everyone when rates actually finally do drop, but we end up spending a hundred grand more on the house than what they're asking for. So it's mm -hmm. a, it's like the lesser of two evils. And I think mm -hmm. that, that, that kind is a, maybe a good segue into the next question that we've been asked, um, which is, around affordability. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in, in the States and primarily in the States, we're hearing uh, stories where banks are now offering 35 year, 40 year, 45 year, 50 year amortization schedules, basically the old adage extend and defend. Right. Mm -hmm. And are you seeing on, in the Canadian banking system and, and maybe BMO generally speaking, have they begun to extend amortization periods for customers or is that something that they haven't mm -hmm. looked at yet? Officially, no. I mean, 30 years is still the max uh, amortization that you're able to get. Um, there's been rumors uh, that I've heard from, you know, multiple sources that, you know, potentially we could be going up to 40. When and if that will happen is really anyone's guess. Um, now, when it comes to variable, existing variable mortgages, a lot of them have been extended past 50 years, right? Because when you're looking at a static payment, uh, all you're doing is increasing the interest cost and therefore pushing the amortization out. So, you know, pretty much any uh, bank that has a static variable mortgage, their amortizations are probably already north of uh, 50 years if they did it in the last year or year and a half. Wow. So, you know, in, in some ways, yes, that's already happening. But officially, if you were to get a mortgage today, you could not go to four years. So mm -hmm. I, I think that there will be a change. I think it's, you know, inevitable when you have high interest rates, high, high prices, um, it, it's, it's kind of how will people qualify? I mean, um, you know, most people are qualifying at eight, nine percent these days, right? Wow. So, you know, hundred grand gets you like 420,000 mortgage. Like, what are you going to buy for that? Right. So I, I think it will have an impact at some point, but, um, so far it's just been rumors. That's really interesting because when you consider, um, you know, debt servicing right now, that's, that's probably something that's changed a lot for, for you in your world. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of the questions that we saw on our, our YouTube channel was that, you know, um, 
most people use somewhere between 28 and 30%. Financial planners actually re recommend 28 to 30% of your income be used mm -hmm. towards home ownership, the cost of home ownership. But seeing how rates have exploded and the cost of home ownership has driven north by a tremendous amount, what are, what are you typically seeing? Like, what is the bank allowing uh, when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, your debt service. Well, so you got to remember that whenever we're talking about debt servicing, we're looking at gross income, right? So that's before taxes. The higher end threshold is 49% of your gross income can go towards total debt, including stress tested mortgage. Hmm. Okay. So if you have a car loan, you know, that goes towards it, if, you know, taxes on the home, heating costs, um, strata fees, and then, of course, the stress-tested mortgage. So 49% of it uh, is the max. Now, when you, if you're looking at just housing cost, uh, which is the mortgage uh, and, like, heat, uh, taxes, and strata fees, you'd be looking at 45% as the upper threshold. Now, you know, when, when financial planners say, you know, 20 to 30%, um, you know, maybe in uh, other parts of Canada, but uh, yeah, when you're talking about uh, BC <laughs> and Ontario... Uh, and, you know, parts of Quebec, I mean, it really just depends where, um, I believe that numbers, you know, when you talk about net income, I mean, what we're, we're paying what minimum between 30 to 40% in taxes, it seems. That's right. So, yeah. you know, you're, 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 you're actually paying about, you know, upwards of 70% of your total income towards yeah, that's, just keeping the roof above your head. That's the real number, right? Because it's one thing for mm -hmm. it to be gross income. After all your yeah. expenses and you're, you're living your life, what are you left with yeah. to pay for your home, right? And that's the real number. Mm -hmm. So to hear that is, is kind of scary, mm -hmm. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? Um, mm -hmm. So with that being said, then, um, if we talk about rates and... Mm -hmm. I know everyone's looking for a lower interest rate right now. I, yeah. I it's, you know, so when, when you're looking at, if you are a home buyer, you've had a baby, you know, you can't wait for the bank of Canada <laughs> at this point. What's the strategy yeah. now? A couple questions, two, four mm -hmm. question. Are you looking at a fixed versus a variable rate? And mm -hmm. if so, what's the strategy around using one or the other? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it depends what side of the fence you are with that. Uh, I have this conversation with every single client who is looking at getting a mortgage uh, and there's two options. Do you want to know how much you're going to pay for the foreseeable future without any risk, right? And we've been pretty much recommending a three-year fixed for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and the nice thing about our terms at Bank of Montreal is that you can early renew them six months before maturity with no penalty. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at a three-year, it's really a two-and-a-half-year. And then when you think about what Bank of Canada is saying and where rates potentially could go over the next two years, that kind of lines up when, with, with, when rates come down, right? Yeah. But if you think that, you know, Bank of Canada has done it again and they've, they've overcorrected and they're going to have to start cutting pretty aggressively, then you take the risk and you take a variable, but you pay a premium. So, you know, when you're looking at variables, you're looking upwards of 7%, whereas you're looking at fixed, you're on the low sixes. So you're paying almost a 1% premium to take that higher risk. And you're also assuming the Bank of Canada is going to cut more than 1% in the next year or 18 months for you to somewhat break even on that. So, you know, it really just depends on where you're at and, and what your risk tolerance uh, is. Based on what we've seen, I, th I think most people are leaning on the, the short-term fixed side. 
Mm, I could see that, especially with today's volatility. It's so interesting though, because if you back up two years, you know, when prices were jumping like crazy, uh, variable was definitely the play because you could get more money to buy that mm-hmm. home. And in a, in a mm-hmm. price environment, then that makes a lot of sense. But it's interesting on the, you know, going the other way now, variable almost doesn't make any sense. Uh, getting a two or three year fixed mortgage right now is probably your best bet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with, with the, uh, the variable, like traditionally speaking, it, it's always been at, at a discount right? Mm -hmm. You've paid less for the variable in order to take that risk. And, you know, during the period of time when the variable was 1% or more uh, cheaper than a a fixed rate, you know, we would do calculations and say, okay, well, you know, even if Bank of Canada increases 1.5% in the next, you know, like, these were the things that we were preparing for in order to, you know, really paint a picture. So when you have something unprecedented, like uh, what Bank of Canada has done, um, especially when they tell you that they're not going to do something and they do the complete opposite, um, it really jades everybody. So now everyone's more or less scared of variable, which I, I think, in, you know, people, you know, if you're not willing to take a risk, you shouldn't take variable. You know, you want to know what you're paying every month, no matter what, then, you know, you go, you go fixed. So, Okay. Good advice. So, couple other questions. Um, looking at trigger rates. Trigger rates were a mm-hmm. thing that um, nobody knew anything about a year and a half ago. And now I feel everybody knows what trigger rates are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. a, lot, a lot of people, uh, when they get that call from the bank, they've either been, you know, I would say, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, fewer instances have been mandated to increase. Some of most are being asked to increase um, and increase your payments so that you don't have to have a lump sum payment at the time of renewal. So Mm -hmm. I guess the question I I, I have and and what a lot of people are asking, I think a lot of people are predicting is that people will not be able to renew their mortgages Mm -hmm. and as a result of those trigger rates, they're going to be forced to sell or they're going to foreclose. And then there's going to be this dump of inventory that hits the market. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to be the case or are you seeing people finding ways to pay their mortgage? Um, So it really depends on your individual situation. Now, if I have, and, and you know, anybody with a variable is getting these calls, your amortization's over, you need to do something. And these calls can be quite alarming. I mean, they're, they're basically painting an extremely grim picture. Mm-hmm. But the one piece of advice I can tell people is that this is a picture in time right now. You know, some people have three or four years left on their variable terms. What happens when rates start coming down, right? And this will start to go back the other way. So if you if you have an investment property, and you know maybe you're a little bit tight maybe i don't necessarily do anything maybe i just kind of leave it the way it is right but then if you know it's your principal residence you know it's your home then you know maybe you try to make some sort of progress with that increase your payment to some degree um within your budget you know do something don't do nothing is usually what I tell people. And, you know, if you don't want your payment to increase, do lump sum. But I think it's important to chip away at it in to some regard. Um, but, you know, I, I think that it really depends on what that property means to you, what your individual budgetary, uh, you know, limits are. And I think a lot of people are pushing themselves 
to do things that maybe are extremely uncomfortable when in fact they don't really need to, right? Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot of, a lot of the times it's an ask, not a tell. Um, and when it comes to renewals, now that's an interesting point, which I can see a mile away. Mm -hmm. And when I think we're going to see before people are going to sell their places, before people are going to foreclose, they're going to try to restructure the debt. So what's going to happen? You get all these people whose amortizations are blown up. If we get to the point where rates maybe haven't come down uh, fast enough for these people, they probably cannot renew with the same institution because if they renew, they have to catch up all those missed years at once, right? Mm. For their next term. But if they go and I say, you know what, I'm just going to refinance either with the same or a different institution you can restructure, restructure it, stretch it back out to 30, or maybe at that point, if there is a 40 year, and then you can reduce your payment. Uh, so I think, I think we're going to see a ton of that happen um, in the next two or three years. That's actually some really good advice. That's a, that's another way of dealing with, like you said, this moment in time, this is a picture in a moment in time, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I look at, you know, the home I live in, for example, if I choose to live in it for the next 20 to 30 years, uh, well, you know, this is two, two to three years out of that cost of ownership that I've had to deal with an expensive part of it. Whereas, you know, if I really balance that over the cost of, uh, or over the, you know, over a 20 year timetable, um, it, it's something that will blend out, uh, I, I think mm-hmm. quite well, mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see time will tell, <laughs> but mm-hmm. like you said, I think it's really smart knowing where you can take that debt restructuring. If your current institution mm-hmm. isn't giving you what you need. Right. Um, one, one more quick, one more quick note on yeah. the on the variable. A lot of people have a very very high discount on the variable. So what we're seeing with uh, uh, most variables that I'm I'm looking at now, they're in the low sixes, and fixed rates are actually in the low sixes. Hmm. So if you're one of those people that you're sitting somewhere between six point two and lower in a variable, um, it's probably not a great idea to. Uh, turn that into a fixed rate just because mm-hmm. you've kind of got all the way to the top of this rate mountain and you kind of want to ride it down too. And when, when they do start cutting your discount so steep that your rate will come down faster versus being in a, in a fixed rate at 6.2% for the next three or four or five years. Hmm. Interesting. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the last question here. Uh, new business, effectively the fall market. Do you think number one, that we'll see a rate hike in September, or do you think they're going to hold? We always make a prediction on here. Dan's been wrong the last like five <laughs> times, and I've, I've some, <laughs> somehow been right, which was more just you know, seeing which way the wind's blowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, so, you know, there's no real saying uh, at this point. It's all speculation. But based on what you do know, based on what you are seeing, uh, where do you think rates are going to go? And then... Can you speak a little bit to the mortgage originations? Are you seeing new business yeah. come through the door uh, or is it mostly refis at this point? Because I'm interested to know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who might have planned to buy a home in the fall market are going to be interested to know mm-hmm. if they're going to be dealing with a lot of competition or are people going to stave off mm-hmm. or sellers going to hold. What's sort of, what, what's your yeah. perspective? Um, well, you know, the, I've done more pre-approvals in the last year and a half than, you know, I swear I've done in the last seven years. So, you know, these are people that have not converted, but uh, a lot of people that have and are actively in the market right now have rate holds in the high fours and they're seeing an opportunity. Well, it makes more sense for me to buy pretty much anything right now 
that I can get into at 4.89 or 4.79% versus waiting till my rate expires in October and paying six point something percent because I can promise you from today till October, we're not going to see a justifiable decrease in values. Mm. So what you're going to be doing is paying more, Mm. right? And I think everyone's scrambling right now to try and get in. Um, And, you know, I've in the last uh, week, I've seen about four pre-approvals convert because they're just like, you know, we're going to find something. We want to save, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in interest. So even if we pay a little bit more, it's still going to save us money versus waiting. Or the, on the flip side, you get the people that, well, you know, we're just going to wait, right? So, and, you know, if there's one thing that we've learned with uh, real estate, especially in, in Vancouver and parts of Toronto, is that uh, waiting doesn't usually go well. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Most, you know, most advice I give people is to buy the real estate and then wait, um, mm-hmm. you know, not the other way around. It's largely because it's unpredictable, but at the end of the day, when you look at the fundamentals in our in our economy with the amount of people coming here and them all flowing to urbanization uh, and the amount of infrastructure going into those urban spaces, they're preparing for higher and higher levels of density. So I, I tend to agree with you. Um, so, Mikhail, you didn't give me a prediction, though. Are you, are you, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, on, honestly, like my gut tells me that they will be holding. Um, I think they're already starting to see the oopsie around the corner. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think that they're gonna they're gonna hang tight. Now, if inflation goes up after that, things might change. But I, th- I think for now, they're done. That's my I'm prediction. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna make another prediction, uh, and this is based not on fundamentals this is based on psychology because the last time they said they were going to hold and they did everyone went out and bought a bunch of stuff and increased the inflation rate and then they had to come back and slap it down again and i think they're going to want to see even frostier climates before they release i could be wrong but i again you know when we look at the history of the bank of canada they said they would keep rates low until the end of 2023 now they're saying they're going to keep rates elevated to 2025. I, I don't know if they know what's best <laughs> at this point. We'll see. But if they do raise, I don't yeah. think it'll be more than, than a quarter point. Uh, with yeah. that said, uh, you know, I think it's more of a psychological move at this point. So I think we'll, we'll mm-hmm. see. But uh, I'll have you back on in, in a month from now, and we can chat about who was right and who was wrong and which way the wind was blowing. <laughs> <that day. laughs> I absolutely would love that. (laughs) Anyways, guys, this is probably a great place to wrap it. Um, Mikhail, thank you so much for joining us today and for providing some guidance for people who are looking to buy a home. Uh, If you guys have any questions about your financing, Mikhail, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Um, Yeah, so you can reach me by email, phone, or find me on Instagram and send me a message. And I'd be more than happy to talk about your situation. Awesome. So we'll include that in the links below, uh, as well as the YouTube channel. So hopefully, guys, if you enjoyed this, please share it with a friend. Otherwise, we will see you next week. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.